Welcome to our next episode of the Svas Emes podcast. My name is Rabbi Yona Bookstein. Our learning will be informed by the work of Rabbi Nassan Chaim Leff and his Emes Ve'emuna book, in addition to other commentaries. We hope you enjoy the class. Good morning and good almost Shabbos, everybody. We're continuing our learning of the Svasemes. We're going to do a, 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 a dive into the, the text. We've learned this sometimes different ways, but we're going to go right into the text. It's so beautiful. This is the first Dvar Torah that the Svasemes gave on Parshas Yisro in the year Taf Reish Lamed Base. And he quotes the Gemara, uh, excuse me, he quotes the Zohar, Bezor Kodesh, it says, Shabbos Klala de Kolaraisa Kulo that, uh, what does this mean, uh, that uh, Shabbos is equal to the whole Torah? It also says in the Gemara, a person who, who is a kaifer b'Shabbos, I mean a person who like, kaifer, it's not a person who, who doesn't keep Shabbos. Kaifer b'Shabbos means that you uh, reject the whole idea of Shabbos, Right? Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty uh, heavy, right? Um, so uh, it's as if they reject the whole pre- uh, pre- uh, precedence, the whole precept of the Torah, the whole concept of the Torah. And he says, that receiving the Torah and the ten dibros are the the sayings. We call them in, in the colloquial way in English to say them is is commandments. Right, but but the the Hebrew word dibros, and this is important for our, our learning. Dibros means uh, these are our um, uh, sayings, the ten ten sayings, and and they were and they referred to the ten sayings because they were these were the these were specific things that were said at Mount Sinai at the revelation, the Torah. Kikabalza Torah baserse dibros hayakium kolaylam. And he says, "Why is it so? Why is this Shabbos and uh, connected to the whole Torah? And why is Shabbos connected to, uh, um, uh, you know, why is it so important?" And he says, like this. That when the Jewish people received the Torah and the Ten Commandments, this was a kium of the whole world. This was a an establishment, a uh, f- final part of the creation of the world. Kiaseres adibrois negaseres amaymres, and we learned. Uh, uh, we learn in the Zohar. We learn from his grandfather that the Ten Commandments are transformed that, and are connected to the Ten Utterances with which the world was created. And the world was created and then transformed by this. And just as an aside, of course, we know how true that is. It's just, it's, it's an, you know, the world has been transformed by the giving of the Torah and everything that that is contained therein, 
and the major monotheistic religions which are connected to it, and then, and, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth. Um, he says, but this, it's not just that they're connected to the beginning of creation, but that there's a process by which something is first kind of a, a, a jumble, and then it comes into clarity. And actually, I like the idea that kind of something's fuzzy, and then it becomes clear. At the beginning of the creation, the world was tovavohu. It was, it was uh, uh, this, this, everything was mixed up, right? It was a, a gaseous, gaseous cloud of, of matter. And it slowly became the world that we know it. And then, even through all of the generations of the world and of humanity, the world was still a place of, of wildness and of, 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 of uh, unfixedness, if I could say that word. Things were still very confusing and random. And the Torah, the Torah brought about a uh, alignment of the world. And it says, you know, Bereshis, that the, the world was even created, and Bereshis Rabbah says that the world is created for the Torah. The, the Give the Torah was kind of a pinnacle moment in the creation of the world. Right? It, wasn't the, it wasn't the end of the world. It was just in the process of creating the world, the Torah's, the, the time that the Torah is given was this, uh, this uh, critical episode which, which brought everything else into perspective and into focus. So he says like this, there's a, a Midrash that says that when the Torah was given, it was such an awe-inspiring experience. It was so mind-blowing what was going on. It was so awesome that, and it was so overwhelming that the Jewish people, uh, their souls left them, right? They, they, they fainted. Some say they even, you know, passed away. They, it was so overwhelming. And the Torah brought them back to life. That the Torah returned the souls to the Jewish people, which left them when the Ten Commandments were given. And that's why it says in Tehillim, Torah Hashem Meshivas Nafesh, Torah of God returns the soul. And the Torah helps us to understand how Hashem is clothed, how Hashem's presence in the world is clothed 
with with a exterior material, the exterior world that we see through our connection with the Torah, we're able to understand how there's godliness in the world and how it's covered. And in the the act of creation and in the constant act of creation, how so much of it is hidden, but through the Torah we're, un- we're able to understand how this works. Sheikhol Adam Lislabek, and therefore, because we have this connection with the Torah, a person is able to attach themselves to Hashem even in this physical space. And we've talked about this. It's you know, it's so so much a world that is wrapped up in the physical. And it can be such a challenge sometimes to keep oneself attached to the spiritual and to the, to the spiritual process of the world, the spiritual energy of the world, the, to, and to Hashem Yisbarav, and to, and to God. And the Torah gave humanity this opportunity now that they are, can attach themselves always to Hashem, even amidst all of the materialism of the world. And materialism in those days was not the materialism today. Materialism of those days was a little bit of a different kind of materialism. Don't forget the world at that time was a, a world full of Avodah Zarah. And everything had to do with uh, idol worship and worship of power and money. And while we don't have a world full of idolatry today like we do, but we can still relate to the idea of worshiping of power and money. And the Torah comes about and says, that's not what you're supposed to worship. And this is what it means to return the soul. He says, it's not just that the soul returned to the people. It's on a deeper level. Is that the soul returns to its connection, to its root, and its life force in Shemaim. Because, and we have to remember that nefesh is kind of the lowest level it's the lowest level, as it says in the Zohar, Sheish Nefesh Ruach Neshama. Nefesh is the, the, the is that base level, the lowest level. Then you have Ruach, then you have Neshama. So Nefesh is kind of the animating, we normally talk about the animating soul, the, the, the animal soul. Ruach is the spirit of a person. Neshama is the soul of a person. But, you know, even though it might be the lowest level, if it's disconnected, if it's disconnected, right, you, you're, you're, you have no, no chiyas, you have no life, you have no vitality, no animating vitality. V'hu mamish bechines ha-shabes. And this is really connected to the idea of Shabbos as it's written when we say uh, in the Kiddush Shabbat Vayinafash 
in the in the davening. Sheyesh aleya lekol nefashos Yisrael alav isparach. That that Shabbos is a ultimate reconnecting and 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 restoring of that attachment of our of our nefesh of our of that level of our soul to its root, and that. And that that all the Jewish souls, when they do their Shabbos, connect, reconnect their 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 soul vitality to Hashem. And that's why we say we have a pleasantness, and it and it also and it gives Hashem, as it were, joy. May Avdus Ben Israel that the service, the the holy service of the Jewish people, umimela nimshach chius mechadesh lebechinas nefesh ki noide. It's known shayidei Shabbos nimshach chius liemois hachol, and we know that through the Shabbos we bring this life force, vitality, and spirit into the weird days of the week. Sheish lahem kishur. Because they have a, a, con, a connection, vidibuk, an attachment, b'shor sham, and and to their root, ayudei Shabbos, through the Shabbos, k'moshe chasav, the precious of the as we explained in the previous parsha, right? We say every day of the week in 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 uh, Jewish counting, right, is Yom Rishon. It's Yom Rishon. The first day is it's the first day after Shabbos. Everything is connected to the Shabbos. And we see that the Shabbos is the the root of the Torah, Lamshi Chiusa Torah, to to uh, uh, bring and to continue the life force of the Torah, but my Sebrashis into the world of creation. Vayenach it says that they rested on the seventh day, Al Kain Beirach. This is what we say in the in the again in the Kiddush. Vayenach Al Kain Beirach Hashem Zion. This is what we say in Shabbos day. Vayenach they rested and it came or the. the really is that the completion of the work, right? They they ended it then, and therefore we bless. And 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 although and really Adaraba, since Shenachas since they rested from creating Hashem and his and his and and, and the uh, rested from creating on the seventh day, Mistamahu Mevorach. And since it was a day of refraining from creating, this is the reason why it was blessed. It was a day of resting. But it doesn't answer all the questions. Simply, this just because we stop resting, is that means it's sanct- it's sanctified, right? Uh, uh, people get off work on uh, Martin Luther King Day, which is an awesome day, but we don't think about it in a, in a as a sanct sanct day of sanctity, like a, like a religious holiday. Just because you have a day off of work, right, doesn't mean it's necessarily a sanctified day. So we have to dig a little deeper.
he says he says ki ki rakihu tam ech. It's a it's a it's an explanation. A tam is a reason how yicholim bnei Israel, how the Jewish people can lashuv to return on Shabbos lemakom menuchasam to their their place of resting ulisvatel and to 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 refrain ulistabek and to attach himself bo yisbarach to Hashem. Ah, he says that this this time of refraining from working, it becomes sanctified because the Jewish people have the opportunity on Shabbos to return to their place, to, to be in the place which, which is a, it's a physical place and it's a spiritual place, resting from, from all other worldly uh, uh, worries and concerns and to... And to and to levatel is literally to nullify, but here it's like to to give themselves over and to attach themselves to Hashem, and that that is what brings the sanctity of the Shabbos. Kivanach alken nisen, right? When we vayanach b'yomashvii, when they refrain from creating, the, the, when we refrain from working on the seventh day, Hashem did alken. Therefore. Niten it gives this the strength, the power to, to continue from the source of bracha, bracha. That when we refrain from working on Shabbos, it, it, it really opens up the opportunity for the, it opens up the source of blessing for the whole world. And we're gonna we're just gonna wrap up this idea like this. That that is why we can say how important Shabbos is at the beginning, right? That Shabbos is like connected to the whole Torah, and the person who rejects Shabbos, it's like they were it, it, they reject the whole Torah because the idea of Shabbos is not just about the the cessation of work. Shabbos is really about opening up and restoring the connection of the soul to God, of opening up the wellsprings of blessing for the world. And a person who, who, who doesn't hold by that, a person who, the opposite, a person who rejects those ideas, is they're rejecting something so fundamental which is saying that a person that they're cool with people being cut off from the source of of inspiration in their lives, and that's so heavy and that's so unfortunate, right? It's 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 a and it's a and I do believe that this is also a plea uh, uh, in a way, which is that if you think about it, this is the first Torah the Svas Emes gives specifically connected to the Ten Commandments and Shabbos. And he's only talking about how awesome the opportunity of Shabbos is and what it can provide for people. He's, even though there were many Jews at this time, remember this is the end of the 19th century, who were starting to say, ah, oh, the Shabbos, this is, you know, backwards thinking. This is uh, old-fashioned, this is irrational he says, no, you're missing out. It's not about, about that. 
the Shabbos is a key component to 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 the vitality of the Jewish people and the vitality of the world, and uh, and he approaches it completely from a positive and and uh, 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 perspective. He's not giving over Musser to the Jewish people. Uh, uh, the opposite. He's he's inspiring them to make the most of their Shabbos. May we make the most of this Shabbos and every Shabbos until we all enjoy the great Shabbos. Thank you for listening to the Sfasemes podcast. If you enjoy this class, please share it with your friends. We're now available wherever anchor podcasts are available. Shabbat Shalom, good Shabbos.